Welcome to Coffee with Kofi, episode four. Today we have the honor to have a conversation with Jessica Cobbs. And sip, sip, hooray, Jessica. Sip, sip, hooray. <laughs> Well, today on Coffee with Kofi, we are going to talk about stories of overcoming trauma. But before we get started, did you know, uh, Jessica, that there is no word in the English language that is the opposite of trauma? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was very uh, surprised when I learned that. Well, you know what? Well, I feel the opposite of trauma is, is healed. Oh, I right? like it. I like that a lot. Because trauma, what does it cause? It, co uh, it causes instability, right? You're not connected yeah. to who you are because it causes um, uh, a response, not only in the body, but spiritually, physically, emotionally, causes us a challenge, right? It's like not something that is part of our innate being, like we're not born with trauma that is so we're, spot on yeah we're born perfect we are know? starting off very very high <laughs> yes very i'm so excited for myself and my audience to take a few laps inside your pool of wisdom and uh, before we we kick off though jessica can you uh talk about yourself to to the audience a little bit what who is jessica in a nutshell well jessica is a little girl that loves adventure i'm connected i've always been connected to my little girl like i live through like her little eyes like her eyes are so big though they might be small because they're my little girl but her eyes are huge she sees the way she sees people is not by their physical appearance she sees people in their soul she's guided to their heart i i'm a very much connected to my heart have always been since i was little and what i really enjoy is connecting to others through the heart it's not through what they have what they have accomplished but really who they are deep down beyond that, beyond the surface. Yes. I've been always a person beyond the surface. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, overcoming trauma growing up. Uh, you and I, we've connected and we've had a few conversations and your story is a wild one, Jessica. Can you share a time when you faced a significant challenge or obstacle in your life that we can define as a childhood trauma? Yes. I didn't know I had a childhood trauma. I thought I lived the perfect childhood. I was told that. I was told that you're fortunate. You had a good childhood. And I was told that a lot. And for some reason, I thought that was a lie. Deep down, I just didn't feel that way. How so? Well, when I was little, I remember going to sleep and then crying like deep sadness, often. At one time, I never really told anybody this, and even my own family, that I wanted to jump out the window and end my life. 
You must have been going through something dreadful. Something dreadful. I didn't know what it was. I mean, because you know what? I mean, when you're a child, you can't process things, especially when you're like five. You can't process things. You're, you're, as a child, your mind, you know, protects you. It blocks things out. And I remember going in uh, grammar school, like my mom, you know, I had a special, I had a problem, meaning like I had a disability, like I was told I had a perceptual problem. Like I couldn't perceive things the right way. I, I, the way I processed things in my mind was not really clear. Mm. And that caused me to not have good comprehension when I read. The way I process my mind would process things. And I now that story, just that story alone, those two things were very connected. So that story is the story your family told you about yeah, you. About me. And I was told that that I had a perceptual problem my whole life. And I took that as like a disability. I took that as a belief that something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I never felt good enough. Mm. I never felt, I felt less than. And it has affected me. And I got older and as a woman getting her menstruation. And on top of that trauma, I had many other traumas of that disability. It affected my reproductive system, that block I had in my mind. And later in life, this, this feeling not good enough, this low self-worth, low, didn't have the confidence, even though it was very successful later in life in corporate sales and marketing, I didn't have fulfilling relationships. All mm -hmm. my relationships ended up in a trauma. Mm. And... My mom would always sell, tell me like, oh, you're always picking the wrong people. You're always choosing the wrong people. Well, I didn't have a lot to choose from because the people I attracted into my life were like predators, mm -hmm. wanted to take advantage of me. Um, we're not in alignment of who I am. I'm like, I'm a good person. I treat people well. I'm an excellent friend. And I wasn't attracting that. I wasn't attracting pa that people that valued me because I really didn't value myself. I was okay. taught not to value myself mm. by, by the way people are treating me. So I said, if they're treating me like this, I must, I must not be valuable. I must not be deserving of a good friend, deserving of a good relationship. That made me think of a saying that uh, we teach people how to treat us by showing them how to treat us the way we treat ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't value myself. So how I, I allowed the people abusing me in many different ways, like uh, physical, emotional abuse, telling me I'm not good enough, criticizing me, physical abuse, I had that in my relationships. I allowed it. Why? Because I experienced it as a child. Because my mom would always criticize me. My dad would hit me if I did something wrong, which I did a lot because I wanted his, his attention. Because he gave it to my my sisters, but he 
avoided me. So I said, you know, for as a, you know, not having a male figure to, to be close to, to look up to, mm-hmm. to have that, you know, warmth of a, um, a father loving and her daughter. I really didn't get that love. So I searched outside for it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm getting out of this conversation is that over time, you build this perception of reality as those abuse were normality. It's normal. Yeah, I didn't know what a healthy relationship was. The way my parents had the relation, my mom, I saw my mom sad all the time. Like she stayed home with the four kids. I had two sisters and a brother, I'm the oldest. And I saw her cry. I saw her be depressed. I didn't see her happy. And the the dynamic between my mother and father, the relationship, it wasn't kind. I didn't see love. I didn't see like spurts of it, but mostly what I saw was criticism, Mm -hmm. experience criticism and put down, called names. Um, That's what I experienced. So the thing is, when we experience that as a child, we unconsciously assume that is reality that's the re that's how how life should be yes wow and i didn't and that's what i was attracting what triggered you to finally see life and relationship uh, from a different perspective to to know that there's more out there that relationships should be healthy full of love and support and feedback what happened well ever since i was little i always if i meet people that i see they had a good relationship what makes sure i always interview them i would i would ask them like how did you meet what is your relationship like how do you have a good relationship what is a good relate i would actually interview them and how Mm. you met you know i would Every couple or an older person that I see that is married that seems happy, I said, oh, let me ask you a few questions. Let me, you know, get to know your story. How did you meet? How did he propose? I would always love to hear their love story. Mm. It gave me hope. It gave me, it kept me going, right? It kept me like in hope and not in despair. Like not, it's not going to happen for me. It's not going to, you know, I'm not going to meet that person that I can, you know, that was my, my dream since I was little really is to have that life partner and to have a partner, not just a husband, but a partner that is supportive of Mm -hmm. my, and vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. We support one another to get our goals, to get to our dreams, to become better people, always pushing ourselves and each other to become better. Yeah. And that was my always my dream. And um, so along the way, um, in cor- when I was in corporate sales, um, these failed relationships really affected my health. I started getting sick. I started getting fevers and being really sick and, and not really wanting to go to work. And it started affecting even in in the company I was the last company I was working for, I only worked for three corporations the last one i had a manager that was very abusive so verbally and the thing is he was not 
he was a manager, not a leader. And I'm like, it was the worst manager I ever met in my whole entire uh, history of working in, 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 in corporate. And I was like, okay, I cannot, I cannot. It, he was trying to change who I am. And that was the, the, the last straw. And I said, you know what, I, I can't do this. And it was affecting my health, plus the relationships I was having personally was affecting my health. So this started, when something starts to affect my health, I listen because I really value my health. I wanna feel good. I was on the track, you know, track team in high school. I've always did sports and always kept myself in really good, healthy condition. And, mm -hmm. and this, this really impacted my health and it was the worst I've ever felt my whole life. I've never felt such like despair. I felt, um, sadness. I was depressed. Um, it, everything was just accumulating over a period of time. Plus I was a person that really didn't speak her truth. Mm. Depressed everything since I was a little girl. Cause that's what I was taught is to suppress my emotions. And the, what happened was it caught up with me and I had to hire, I hired a mentor. I said, I got to leave. I got to And plus I heard, this is the last days of when I was working there, I felt my soul, God calling me, Jessica, you need to wake up. Jessica, you really need to answer this call. Meaning like I had to change my life. I wanted to change my life. I really hit bottom, really. I, I really did. Everything was failing in my life, everything. And I came to a place like, okay, Either I take this step and take the leap of faith to, to really end this relationship that I've been repeating all my life and really make a change and become the person I've always wanted to become, this confident woman, self-assured woman, empowered woman. And that's who I always desired to become. I just didn't know how. And when I hired a mentor, she helped me really see, like, if she can do it, she left corporate. I can do it. So when I did that, I didn't have a plan B. I was in Hawaii on a retreat and I called my manager and I said I wasn't coming back. And then from that point on, I really became connected to my soul. I became, I really started making good decisions mm -hmm. and had faith in myself and faith mm -hmm. in decisions I was making. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to be connected to my purpose. I knew I had a bigger than myself purpose to make an impact on the world to create change and i felt my journey was part of my purpose yeah and, and so when i moved to florida finally it was one of my childhood dreams because i've been to florida ever since i was a little girl to visit my grandparents they live, used to live in florida mm -hmm. and i felt that as my home and i said you know what i i i actually took the leap of faith and i moved to florida and in florida is when i discovered um, what happened to me as a child. And that was 46 years old. Imagine living my whole life, a disempowered living like a victim. I was living like a victim, even though I was very successful in sales. I had a lot of accomplishments, a lot of awards every single year was one of their top reps, but I, I didn't feel that way. So 
And when I discovered um, by using hypnotherapy, going, investing myself over and over again, that was just the first mentor. I had many mentors since her. I consistently invested in myself. I spent over $300,000 on personal development. Wow. Yes. If you want to talk a whole leap forward and all in, I promise God I'm all in. When I was all in, I exhausted my 401k, my savings on me. Personal development. Personal development. I was fully committed, completely committed on changing who I am to become really who I'm meant to become, like who I really am at the core self. That is powerful. Yes. I was all in. I invested not just my energy and my time, but my also my, my, my money. And I was fully invested in my transformation and when i became aware of hiring these mentors of learning nlp neurolinguistic programming learning hypnotherapy past life regression and eft getting to the source of the problem i finally uncovered under all the garbage all the patterns and all the belief systems i adopted from others became got to the core of my of what happened when i was a child at five years old and what, what was that i i was sexually abused and i didn't know it i suppressed it um um i was sexually abused by a close he's still alive so i i'm not gonna say who it is but it's a very close person to me and um and at night that's what it would happen that's why i didn't remember it because i was sleeping in the middle of the night and he would come in and and yeah so, and I didn't, I was not aware of it. This is unbelievable. Five years old and being abused by someone who is close to the family. How did you cope? How did you manage when you, you finally uncovered that? Well, I was, I, I had a lot of deep anger and I didn't know it. Anger is a silent killer. Um, I didn't know I had, I was carrying around suitcases of emotions that were stuck in my body. I had no clue. It would come up, it rear its ugly head every so often when i would suppress my emotions and uh, suppress it to a point of i had I, sometimes a blow up like mm -hmm. you know you're seeing somebody that blows up and just because it could be something so small but they explode right um that was me at times um when i was growing up you know every so often you know I'd, i would take things and take things and take things and then be a point where i just like let them have it um and um I was never a physical person, but I was definitely a verbal person um, and expressed my emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, so the thing is, that was just the tip of the iceberg. There was so much underneath that I had to bring up. More than what happened to you at five years yeah. old? 
Yeah, there's a lot of different things I I, I experienced. Um, that was just the that was the source of the problem. But since that, so the thing is, that is a silent. That was like a silent. Um, it's silent but deadly because you're not aware of it. Yeah. And and the thing is that it since that happened when I was sleeping, I allowed it. Right. It's like a form of allowing abuse. I was taught that unconsciously. Even though my mind said no, but my body said yes. Do you understand? So it's a pattern that's stuck in the body. Even though you say, yes, I am confident. Yes, you can say yes, you're in a firm out to you know what. The thing is, the body has a different story. Mm. The only way to change your story is get to the source of the problem. It's like a weed. You have to get it at the root. If you don't get it at the root, it multiplies and spreads like with, for me through my whole garden and a room I all had was weeds. So true. So true on many, many levels in life. You have to get to the roots. Yeah. And that was my, that was my journey. That was the purpose of me leaving corporate, investing in myself over and over again was getting to that root cause of why I allowed the abuse over and over and not in just friendships, personal relationships, in in business, when I was working in corporate, allowed it. Why did I allow it? Because of what happened. And then I just affirmed it. So the thing is, it starts somewhere and then you affirm it every, and that was just the start of my trauma. Every relationship was affirming what happened when I was younger, but I didn't know the root cause. How can someone who is going through something like that, what pages can they steal from your book to help them navigate their own journey? Yeah, it's, it's asking questions, asking yourself questions. It's like, how did I get here? Right. And how, and asking yourself, how can I, and asking your higher intelligence, God, whoever, whatever you believe in. Yeah. Please show me how I can change. What is, like, how can I connect to the root cause of my problem? Like you, when you're open to receive information, like if you believe that you will, if you have this belief that, you can be shown the truth because I've been always a truth seeker, always wanting and desiring the truth. And if you're open and receptive to receive information and, and the truth, it's by asking yourself questions and then listening <clears throat> and using your senses to listen not your conscious mind but your but your unconscious mind your subconscious mind and by writing down and journaling because i've been journaling and that helps 
if you're uncertain of what's happening in your life and if you feel that you've been repeating a cycle of mm -hmm. failed relationships a cycle of um allowing abuse and or attracting people that don't see your value is asking yourself like okay how did i get here and what's the first image that comes to your mind when you close your eyes and take some deep abdominal breaths what is the first image that comes to your mind is it a story is it an event that took place in your life you know did it happen during the day at night you can ask yourself these questions who was around you mm -hmm. and you can start journaling get into mm -hmm. the place of silence get into a, a reflective place so you can listen with open ears and really hear what your body because your body has all the memory and it takes a si silence and in a place of like being centered within yourself and 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 also a, a really deep desire to change yeah. i was trying to find a quote i made up a few months ago where i can't really remember exactly but it was uh, something along the line what you said that uh i was asking a thought-provoking question like are you really an extrovert person or are you using other people to get away from yourself you know so it's really important to face that in a world sometimes is pretty ugly but it's only then that healing starts yes i feel like you you have to face it head on you can't say make distractions avoid things or like I was very, um, I wasn't an excuse person. <laughs> I used to make excuses for things. Um, and uh, I said, you know what? I, that is not going to help me. So, Ownership. Yeah. And then when you start getting to the cause and clearing space of those old stories, you it's all about forgiveness. Forgiving yes. just the other person, but forgiving yourself. Forgiving you because you're worth it. You, you deserve forgiveness of caring. Like I had to forgive myself for holding on to anger and resentment and guilt and shame and fear and feeling dirty and all these things. And I, I had to forgive myself. And when I started to really heal and forgive myself, I mean, I felt this happened to somebody else because I'm a brand new person. I don't carry that with me anymore. I can yeah. talk about it. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have an emotional charge from it. I don't feel like it's holding me hostage in this pattern. I I am now attracting better people in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's all about I have confidence in myself and my yeah. decision making process. Mm -hmm. I believe in myself. Um, I didn't have that before. I, I didn't I believe myself before, but now I have faith. I built a, it's like faith. When you feel built faith, it's like a muscle. It's a practice. It's not, faith is a live faith. Meaning you can't just say I have faith and just talk. Yes. Faith is taking action. Not just any action. 
it's inspired action. Mm -hmm. So when you take inspired action, that's going to help you create momentum. It's building the snowball of faith that gets bigger and bigger and bigger where you're able to do anything. I mean, yes. anything your, your heart desire, you can step into because you built this confidence, clarity, and faith in yourself. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow, Jessica, this has been such a great conversation. And I have no doubt my audience is going to love it and take a lot away from it. Um, what would be some last tips and uh, guidance or advice, pieces of advice you would uh, share with someone who is going through something similar to be able to uh, be hopeful, optimistic, and have a more positive outlook on their situation and uh, start that healing journey? Even though it might seem hard, because it's, I gotta be honest, it's not fun, mm -hmm. but it's worth the ride. It's worth the journey because you're worth it. Absolutely. Even though you, you're in the valley, right? You're in the valley and it's in the valley, you discover your greatness. You discover mm -hmm. your gold. It's like digging for gold. You can discover what you're an expert at. You can discover like who you really are. You can discover you, you have so much inner strength that you can do anything. It's seeing yourself as this strong woman or man that you can do anything that you always wanted. Like anything that you didn't do as a child or didn't do growing up because you didn't have faith in yourself and you and you felt like your dreams are so far away from you, you can now step into that because you, now you have the faith because you've done the work. The inner work is exactly what we explained. Getting to the root cause. Everybody gets their different ways. I've gotten there. I've, I've, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've been open-minded and I've tried a lot of different alternative healing modalities. Once you accept who you are and where you've been, I'm okay. I mean, you know what? Those, those traumas, I'm actually blessed. I feel blessed because I rose above all those traumas and those challenges I had in my life. I'm victorious. I'm an overcomer. Yes. If I go through that, I can do anything. And I have. I have done things I never thought I would do. How amazing is that? So once you start that foundation and building that solid foundation, then you can start taking inspired action. Then you have the confidence. If you've done this, you can do that. It's the same belief. Even I could not agree it. more with you, Jessica. Yeah. If you haven't done it before, be excited. Don't be fearful. Be excited. There's a journey to get there, right? I'm moving back to Florida. I see that vision. I know where I'm going. You have to know where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, you need to do some work. Yeah. 
you'll once you start doing the inner work, you'll know where you're going to go. The only way to your goals is to go inward first. If you go inward, I promise you that you're going to get experience, not just what you desire, like your goal. You don't get much more than that. Love it. Much more. You're going to get more than you even asked for because you're investing in yourself. Once you start investing in yourself, man, it, it, the world is your oyster. You can do anything. This could have not be a better line to close coffee with coffee with uh, such a powerful conclusion to to our conversation jessica thank you very much for uh spending such amazing times with uh me today on coffee with coffee is there where can can our uh, listener find you sure i'm on linkedin um that's where we we connected yes um, and uh, I have an email, hello at jessicaaniela.com. So it's J-E-S-S-I-C-A-A-N-I-E-L-A.com. And I'm also on Facebook, which I connected with you recently, Coffee, um, and uh, as well under Jessica Aniela. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn and, um, and I'm also on Instagram. Not much though, but mostly Facebook and uh, and amazing amazing well everyone this was coffee with coffee episode four i hope you take good note uh, because my notebook is full right now and uh yeah it's been a fun ride with jessica today on coffee with coffee sip sip hooray, sip, sip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs>